Welcome back, DGI Multiverse. This is DGI Mark. This is issue 39 of the Dad's Got Issues podcast. We will be pulling some issues off the press today for this hot off the press uh, rotation of the show. Uh, Charlie is coming in remote, and we have a pretty full lineup today as far as uh, reviews go from last week. It was a busy, busy, busy week in comics last week. Um, so what do you want to, what do you want to get started with today, Charlie? Uh, I guess let's, uh, start with, uh, let's start with crossover. Uh, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, crossover. I was going to say probably the, 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 uh, the best book that I've read out of the the three that I think we're going to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Crossover's crossover's good. It's original content. I mean, it's a, it's original storytelling. It's, it's something that's, that's pretty good. Um, issue number three of this, of the run so far, um, by Donnie Cates, um, Jeff Shaw and company. Um, we also got a pretty sweet, um, variant cover by Todd McFarlane that featured spawn with um ellie on the cover so um like i said the artwork's still great in interior um cover art was with the standard covered art was great too um it's actually ellie and ava standing on like a fiery destroyed street with a gundam shadow um standing over top and you know this issue actually made me want to go and look into more of the characters that image has in house because obviously, you know, we know we have spawn with the cover, um, Gundam featured heavily inside the comics, but then you also got, um, madman eventually inside the comics, um, which is another image character. Um, for me, that's, uh, no, he's dark horse. Is he? Yeah. Well, pretty sure. Well, he's being featured heavily in in this. Um, I don't know if he's dark horse or not, but like I said, yeah, yeah. one man is dark horse. Okay. So, but my point being is, is it, it makes me interested to see what other independent characters we may end up seeing presented in crossover future issues as well. Um, but like I said, they 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 do Madman, and then there's another set of heroes. Um that I believe is an image um, team. But basically, uh, this issue picks up kind of where issue number two left off um, with Ellie and um, Ava and company trying to get to the bubble. They are on a roadway where they're basically doing, like, checkpoints for comic characters. um, And they, um, you know... For for my purposes and my beliefs, I thought it was cool how like apparently you still have access. You can get into the into the zone still. But they, you know, there's such a strict, I guess, you know restriction, so to speak, of who comes and goes out of the zone. They want to see if people are trying to smuggle in comic characters or the comic book people into the bubble, back into the bubble, so to speak. Um, because the cops actually end up coming up on Ellie and um, what's his name? Who's the other? Oh, um, Otto. No, uh, well, Otto's in the car, obviously. Oh, um, um, oh shoot! Uh, the, uh, is it Ryan? Um, is it Ryan? Is that the the I'm son the son of um of the pastor? Right. Um. But yeah. So, like I said, they you know they come. They come up upon you know this this roadblock, and they're obviously the roadblock is um an issue, <laughs> so to speak for the for the characters because at the end of the day, these characters are trying to get into you know into the bubble, and they think this is really their only option um but we find out obviously um with the introduction, God damn it, I am trying to find the name of nobody has done a proper review of this like to give me the information i need um this this is why we need to start a blog so i can write my shit down when i read this stuff um but yeah so basically um we get i'm gonna find it here in a sec it's coming and of course it's fucking not 
All right, whatever. So, yeah, so basically this team comes out of the bubble, the same team that comes, um, that brought Ava outside of the bubble, apparently, initially. And um, Ava's under the impression that this strange man that helped her get out of the bubble was Superman. Um, But it's actually Madman and this band of misfit heroes um, who get her out of... Um, sorry, they get her out of the bubble, but obviously they are also the ones that help us get her back to help Ava and Ellie to get an auto to get back into the bubble. Um, but she calls him Dr. Strange and right. he's like, no, that in Ellie's basically, no, that's not Dr. Strange. Um, she cor- corrects, corrects Ava and her assessment of who, who he is. Um, but he says, you know, um, he's like, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm not him. Um, she, you know, he just wants to help them get into the bubble and try to, and he, he basically also says that he doesn't want to help Ellie. He's there to get Ava and bring her back. And Ellie's like, well, if you're taking her, you're taking me. You know what I mean? The paybacks is the group of, of heroes. Um, and um basically uh yeah and Ryan is the is the other one. Ryan's the one that they find on the side of the road. So basically on their way to the bubble, Ellie spots Ryan, Ellie gets out of the car, she confronts Ryan, basically like, How are you not in jail? Like da da da. And basically he can't tell her why he's not in jail because he's kind of made this deal, you know, essentially with that that government agency. Um but we also know that Ryan kind of packed his bags and went his separate ways from his dad because he didn't like his dad. Um, but then we get to introduction why Ellie is being confronted with Ryan by the police officer who's like, you can't be outside your cars here, blah, 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 blah. It's dangerous. Well, in the midst of that happening, that's when this giant Gundam, you know, appears and, he, you know, starts laying waste to the area. And that's when the paybacks make their appearance and basically swoop in to make the safe on Ellie, Otto, and Ava, and Ryan. And they all jump into the payback ship, which then takes them to, I guess, an alternate dimension. Isn't it, is that what you got from that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what I... <laughs> Because that's what you know. I I was under the impression that that's I was under the impression that's what happened. That they once that ship door closed, they were kind of transported to a different a different yeah like realm, so to speak. It was, it was yeah. I mean that's that's the only that's the only thing I could think of. Like I, I'm now that you bring it up, like I'm, and I was trying to go back to see if I could find the the comic. Um, and the, yeah, and the I mean, guy who looks like Doctor Strange is Doctor Black. B L A Q, yeah, B L A Q, um, K is how you spell it. Yeah. Um, but apparently yeah. it was a very short run, like dark horse team, <laughs> like team book that ran for a short period of time that was is like tremendously popular. I've never heard of them, but there's obviously like a bunch of different heroes in it. Um, which was an old creation of Donny Cates when he worked at Dark Horse. So I'm almost interested to th- to to find out: Does Donny Cates own the rights to the paybacks because he he came up conceptually with the idea? Kind of similar, to like all the image characters and things like that for their respective artists. Yeah. Because um, that's. I mean, I, I mean, I'm reading some different things and. You know, he, it says, you know, in this review on you don't read comics, um, we'll give them a shout out because he's got a lot of good information for this issue. Um, it, the Paybacks was an old creation by Donnie Cates for Dark Horse Comics. And like he says in, in this review, he does even at the bottom of that, like when they do like the whole, we're the Paybacks kind of panel, he puts a little teaser at the bottom that says you can go get the collected edition books in stores. So like basically pub and pub, you know, Giving his, you know, a little, little bit of extra rub there for himself. Um, but, um, but yeah, and then obviously, you know, you get the reveal of Madman at the end being the one that actually was the one that pushed 
Ava out of the bubble and got her out of the bubble. Um, and he basically comes out and says, initially the paybacks are like, you know, our job isn't to get like, we're, we're not here to take outsiders inside the bubble. We're here to get insiders back inside the bubble to the people that matter to them. And we obviously know that Ava is a superhero. She's not just like a normal, you know, comic citizen that got swept up in all of this. We know she has powers. So they know she is, you know, she's, she's a, a, a bigger part of this. And it sounds like Madman and the paybacks have all been hired by somebody to retrieve Ava. So we don't know who that is. We don't know if that's going to be a good guy or a bad guy or whatever that may be. But it also, we haven't even really delved into, um, you know, we haven't really delved into whether or not Ava and Ellie's stories at some point are going to split or if they're always going to be entangled either. Cause yeah, obviously I, I think you, I think those, I think they'll keep them together. I think what these first couple issues have done is just go, kind of given up a good foundation of all the characters in, that are going to be involved. And now we're going to start getting into more of the, uh, I guess probably what the intent of what they what what our writers and everybody is trying to tell us, right? Like they've they've set the ground they've set yeah they've set the groundwork. So now I think we're going to start getting into like the major issues and major problems and and get to that payoff of well you know eventually obviously we know that um, um yeah that they're going to get together and and everything but there's there's more to because. We're we're getting a, a rehash of a story, yeah, um, being told to us. So. Yeah, so like, and and, and to to, hit, to piggyback off the rehash, uh, Kate's opens this issue w- with a, a, a very large Watchmen reference, um, with the squid, and basically saying that the last time that people were united as as humanity was in that Watchmen moment where the squid came down and kind of started attacking Earth you know, everybody on earth had one common enemy at that point. And, you know, basically his point of view though, Donnie Cates's point of view in crossover, isn't that we would all come together and fight as one. The fighting amongst humanity didn't stop. It just changed. Essentially the bubble went up and now humanity, instead of fighting one another, so to speak, or fighting a common enemy, they were all basically scurrying to ensure that nothing like this happened to them ever again, so to speak. Um, but we also get the background story of Ellie and how her parents and her came to be separated. And we find out that Ellie was a very, you know, she was very young at, at the time, but she was 18. She was technically an adult. And her parents basically told her because they had gotten hurt you know, in, in the midst of the blast, like, you know, you know, please save yourself, get out of here. Don't stick around for us, for our sake. And like, she obviously takes off and just as the bubble is finishing form, finishing its form, she's able to escape, um, and kind of get outside the bubble and start her new life, eventually finding Otto in the comic shop and kind of making her own way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great, man. I love the visuals. I love the switching back, like the flashbacking to um, like the before the bubble where it's in black and white and then obviously the colored stuff afterwards. Um, I love the little touch up that they did with Ellie and Ava at the beginning where they're trying to make Ava look like a normal person. And like they put yeah, the, that was a good touch. Yeah, like they put the makeup on her and they're like, well, yep, she looks, I mean, she looks as normal as she's going to look. I can't, and she makes a joke like, I can't really do much about the dots on the hair, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but that's what's cool though. I mean, and like I said, you know, they, they're asking Otto and everybody for ID. Well, Ellie doesn't have ID. Like she wasn't of age to have ID, you know what I mean? But luckily, um, you know, they they call it a giant comic robot on this this review. It's definitely a Gundam. I mean, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Gundam and and whatnot, yeah. but it's definitely a fucking Gundam. But he's fighting the giant squid from Watchmen. Um, basically, get out of the bubble. But Doctor Black, he is there trying to, you know, basically trying to save Ava 
because he knows Ava's nearby. They've been tracking her, monitoring her, trying to get her back into the bubble for whoever's paying her, paying them to get her back. Um, but yeah, so overall, once again, this is a home run. I think it's a great, great addition to the short run at this point. I think we are going to see more out of this than, um, um, than I think a lot of people are probably expecting. This will probably be Image's most successful book over 2021, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, they have Department of Truth, but I think Department of Truth is more niche where I think this one appeals to the mainstream way more. And I'm actually very interested because, obviously, Image and a lot of these dark horses and independent companies have actually branched out and worked with... Um, you know, DC and Marvel and stuff in the past. I don't see what could prevent them from maybe if this book it becomes something massive to do the same. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're going to have to give them characters that they don't really care about maybe looking more poorly in, in the light, so to speak, because they're, they're obviously not going to be the good guys in this book. They're going to be superheroes in a world where superheroes don't exist. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where this, the direction of this, this franchise goes, to be honest with you, but, um, yeah. And, and we'll see, you know, what types of crossovers we continue to get. Like, you know, yeah. Image and dark horse, you know, which are smaller comics, but dark horse has partnered with DC in the past. So, um, who's to say, who's to say boom, does it decide, Hey, you know, we kind of like this. Like, maybe we can throw Power Rangers in there. Yeah. You know, or IDW can be like, hey, let's let's give them a ninja. Just give them one turtle. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's throw a turtle in there or Master Splinter or Shredder. I mean, if you want a bad guy, throw Shredder in there. I mean, people would go ape shit over that. That would be cool. But, and you don't have to make it like a TMNT crossover crossover. It could just be crossover featuring Shredder in this issue. You know what I mean? Like... And word of mouth alone is going to get that book to sell. Like I said, I think I think this fucking franchise has tremendous potential for like stay power because there's just so many different, you know, different things. And it kind of sucks that Dark Horse no longer has the rights to Predator and Alien because those are two characters that could just instantly you could have fell into the lap of this book. And at some point they like run into like a fucking alien, you know what I mean, or a Predator. In, in the midst of everything. It could it could it could have been cool, but we'll see. Um yeah, so it's definitely still a must read for us. And obviously we will continue to to cover uh Ellie and Ava and the gang's escapades as it goes on. Um what do we want to move into next? Let's go into future state and generations. So did you get the Batman? The yeah, I read the next Batman. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming uh, you didn't get the the one you didn't get to was Generations. I did not get to Generations. Okay, no, so. I got to uh, I got to the, the next Batman, and then uh, the uh, well, and then I did the DC uh, Death Metal. Okay, so let's do let's talk let's talk Future State Batman then. Um, a lot more Future State to go. Obviously, uh, maybe hopefully by next week because we'll have the first full slate of Future State titles between this week and next week. Um, this, this past week and this week, I should say. So if we can get, um, you know, we'll get through Batman this week and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more next week about all the other titles, um, that come out. Um, and maybe we'll just do a full future state issue next week. Cause I mean, it's just so much, um, depending on what comes out, but, um, so yeah, future state, the next Batman, number one, um, written by John Ridley. Um, Paul Jenkins and Brandon Thomas. It's a multi-story book. You get the John Ridley story with Batman. And then I believe uh, two more stories that involve the Outsiders and um, Arkham Knights, which actually I was very surprised. There's also a Katana story in there also. With the Katana story is the Outsider story. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I was actually very surprised. I really liked the Arkham Knights story. Because remember we when we kind of critiqued the end of 
or after the anniversary issue, uh, a 1000 issue of Batman or of Detective, and they did the Arkham Knight arc, we kind of critiqued it on it like being kind of lackluster. Like that was the first time that they introduced the character in the print, and it only lasted like two or three issues. But now they brought her back for this outs, you know, this this new, you know, this future state run. I actually liked it. I liked it was kind of cool to see like all the bad guys kind of teaming up against this new, you know, patriarchal, you know, government run police force, so to speak. Um, I thought that was the best story in the book, including the new Batman. Yeah. So let's I I guess let's focus on one uh Batman. Yeah. And uh, how that story went. So, so, so how, how, I guess uh, let, let me hear. You're the Batman guy. So, yeah. how did you feel? So, jumping right in like they did, I don't think is the proper way to go about it. And I don't know if in two months we have enough publishing time, especially if they're doing three stories per book, because they're making this an $8 book. So, you have to give me more than just one story, which. Initially, when I messaged you about picking up the books, I was like, eight fucking bucks. This is ridiculous. But even sitting back on it now, it's still a ridiculous price point. But I understand why they didn't want to do two separate books for Outsiders and Arkham Knights when you could just push it all in the one book and make me pay $8 for it, which is fine in the long run, I guess. But at the end of the day, that first Batman story where they jump in, he's already in, he's already in costume. He's already kind of kicking ass and taking names. Like I should have been more excited for that. Right. But I wasn't because I know it's not Bruce. I know it's not Duke. I know it's not Tim or I know it's not, I'm Luke. I know it's Tim Fox. And I'm like, well, I want to know how Tim Fox got here because as the story progresses or that first, you know, the, the next Batman story progresses to John Ridley's writing in just this issue, fucking, it's clear that nobody in the Fox family likes Tim. Like, Luke despises him. His sister's in a coma, and they, like, blame him for it for some reason, or blame, like, basically say he was never here before, so why is he here now? Um, his mom is kind of, I guess, supportive of him. I don't know if she knows he's Batman or not because she makes like the joke at the beginning, like don't be like Bruce Wayne was, but like we haven't met like Lucius isn't in the, in the issue. So we don't know if Lucius is the one that pushed Tim into being the new Batman or the next Batman. But like my point, the point I'm making is, is them jumping in with no explanation of how he got there is a problem for me. Cause I don't think, we have enough time over the next two months leading into March, which is going to give us infinite frontier to explore his origin story because it worries me that once we get into infinite frontier after future state, that we're going to be fucking doing a Tim Fox build up in Batman. And I don't want that. I want to get back to Batman where, um, ghost maker and fucking, you know, Damian Wayne is no longer Robin and, um, you know, clown killer is, is a, you know, a problem. Like I want to get back into that story cause they were doing a really good job with that. It was a really, really, really good, good arc building. Well, with, with, well, with this story that they're telling with Tim, it's, you know, he even says, he's like, you know, sitting there like, you know, what would the real Batman do? No, I am the real Batman. It's like, well, how long have you been Batman? Yeah. You know, like be questioning or, or to still reference, you know, Bruce. Yeah. And we obviously know we're getting the dark detective. So we know Bruce is still active in Gotham in, in a more underground way. But my problems, the problem still remains though, right? Like why, why is Tim Fox Batman? How did he get here? How did he get the fucking suit? How did he get all the toys and gizmos and gadgets? I do like this, this, the, the, what are they calling themselves? The magistrate. I love this idea of like, there's like this, you know, basically private law enforcement group that's now in Gotham and is basically only hunting vigilantes, but also hunting bad guys at the same time. But they're, they're, they're taking a zero tolerance policy on the vigilante front and anybody wearing a mask, good guy or bad guy is a, is a target. I really, 
I think that's a great concept, but it's already been done. They did this earlier in Detective where basically Batman, you know, um, the Knights of Batman basically took over Gotham and they were hunting all the vigilantes. And that was done by um, uh, fuck, Batwoman's father. I can't. Kate Kane's dad. He um he he was basically in charge of that whole operation, but regardless, you also have the uh the what were they the banditos? Yes, I thought that was cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was uh, and and the re part of the reason why I think it's cool is because they use the real Bane masks, not like the shitty ones that everybody seems to always do in comic iterations. Like they just use like the lucha masks, which was was cool. But I like that. But that showed that that showed the seriousness of. Um, of this magistrate and how serious basically anybody with a mask there's to shoot on sight and you know bat you know Tim Fox basically saves these two kids who were trying to blood in and kill somebody for the sake of joining this gang because they're tired of I guess, getting picked on in the neighborhood and he basically zip ties them up you know or you know grappling guns them up onto a gargoyle and they're like are you going to turn us into you know, you're going to turn us over to police. And they're like, no, we're not going to turn, turn you over to the police. Like, we're going to put you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in a boy's home or into the foster care system essentially is, is basically what his solution was. But he, he tells them like, you know, wearing these masks is a death sentence. Like if the cops would have caught you or the magistrate would have caught you, they would have killed you. So basically he's trying to like save lives, but also stop crime. You know what I mean? Like, so do I think there's some admirable things for Tim Fox being Batman? Sure. But I don't know if there's enough time for you to convince me that he is Batman, that he got there in some legitimate fashion. And it's not just like his dad was like, Oh yeah, here, sure. Go play Batman for a little bit. I want to know how Tim Fox knows how to fight. I want to know, does Tim Fox actually know how to be a detective? Does like, if you're going to be Batman, you've got to be Batman. You can't just be like a, a dollar store version of it for a couple issues. And then we're going to try and slow roll you in infinite frontier to eventually taking over the role. I just don't like that idea. So that's my long, that's my long story for that. I, I think, I mean, I could talk all day about the ins and outs of it. I thought the art's good. I thought the art in out the outsiders was, was decent probably the best of the three stories. The Arkham Knight one was better than the Batman, in my opinion. But the Outsider's art is the same. I believe it may be the same artist or it's at least the same art style that the Outsider's book was while that was going. Um, what's your thoughts as an Outsider's perspective as somebody who, obviously, you know, we read Batman for the sake of this, but he's obviously not your your favorite um, DC hero. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a power ring. So, yeah. uh, no, I mean, you know, it was uh, like you. I wanted to, I wanted more of the why why are we where we're at? Yeah. Um, type thing. Like, you know, give me just give me something, even if it's you know just a just a one page, you know, six panel thing, just to catch me up. Like, hey, this is how we kind of got here. Instead, we jumped into him again. We jumped into him fighting crime and then questioning why he, uh, you know, how he should do things because he doesn't feel like he's the real Batman only to like psych himself out. And and to me, that was a big sticking point for me because obviously I brought it up twice now. Um, you know, it, if you're going to put on the cow, you, you can't question why you have it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're, if you are dressing as Batman, you are Batman. There should never ever be a reason why you think you're you're not, uh, because the Batman character has always shown us that he is confident. You know, even when he's not, he's he's still like, no, I'm I'm Batman. Yeah, and uh, I'll figure this out. And I'm also very intrigued to know if does does Luke Fox know that he's his brother's Batman? Because clearly there there's People know that a Batman is operating in Gotham. Luke probably knows it's not Bruce. Or is Luke under the impression that it's still Bruce operating as Batman? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but they did, and they didn't answer. I, I mean, they, I, they, they do have a little bit of time, not a lot, but they do have a little bit of time to maybe give us that. Uh, but like you, like I don't want to have to wait and see it all unfold. I want a quick synopsis of. I just think I don't mind. I don't necessarily mind the weight of it, but getting nothing in the first issue for me is my problem because that means now if say we're going to get, cause it's every other week. So we got one at the beginning, probably at the, towards the end. So we were looking at maybe four or five issues. I don't, I don't know. Let me see something. Uh, Four or five issues tops, maybe. Yeah, we're getting four issues. So you have four issues to, to, to flush this out. Are we going to get zero backstory at all? Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I, I think you need to give a, they need to give us something. Now, if they don't, they don't. But I think that it hurts the story because, like, well, I mean, we've spent half of just talking about this issue about how they're in the Yeah. So my question, my question becomes, is that, the, is that the long play though? Is the long play that they, they give you no backstory. Do a long play. Yeah. They give us the, everything freaking on Instagram. You know, yeah. To, but what I'm, but, but what I'm saying though, to hook us in long term, like, so say they, they see if this character is popular enough, with just kind of like an, a one shot offshoot story. And to say, okay, well, People bought enough of these books that maybe now we can do a full-blown the next Batman story where we start at the beginning and we go all the way up to that point and then we, you know, we can jump past that point or how are they going to, how are they work that out at the end? But I'm intrigued enough, like I said, we, we said we were going to give Future State its run. We were going to read Future State books, we were, you know titles that we really enjoyed we were going to continue to read and pick up throughout like obviously for me batman is going to be one i'm going to pick up i'm going to continue to read it even at its eight dollar cover point but i can tell you this i'm probably going to enjoy dark detective a lot more than i'm enjoying the next batman i'm just going to throw that out there something tells me i'm going to like bruce wayne's version a lot better than this version and to be honest with you i think it's kind of i think it's kind of lazy it's probably the best word most most you know PG word, you it's lazy that they changed absolutely nothing about the bat suit other than giving him a black mouthpiece to cover up his his mouth. I don't like I don't like anything about the fact that he's wearing the original. Give him a different bat. Give him. You know what would have been a really cool fucking bat suit to give him the all black because that's another thing in Shattered Generations, which I'm going to hit on a little bit real quick before we go into Dark Knight's Death Metals. Um. In Shatter's gener- Generations, you actually get like a, a fractured piece of glass that shows a Batman with a mouth guard cover, and it's an all-black suit with just a yellow, like, lined bat symbol. And it's slick. It's a slick-looking suit. But I'm like, why wouldn't you give him something like that? Give him something different that makes him a little bit different. But, like, I get it. They, they want him to look like Batman and feel like Batman because they want people to believe he's Batman. But he's not. And if you were going to introduce a future state or a futuristic Batman, give him a futuristic suit. Give him something. Like, you don't need to give me, like, Batman Beyond level, but give me something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I think I think that kind of wraps up my thoughts on, I mean, obviously this is something we'll continue to cover as future state flushes out. But I think that kind of wraps up my thoughts on issue number one. Um. So I know you said you didn't read, get to read around to reading Generations um, Shattered, but um, you did read, we, well, obviously we, we both collectively read the T- Detective Comics 1027, um, and they explore um, the, sh- the Generation Shattered story a little bit in that, in the sense that um, they show Batman at the... Um, museum um trying to fight um the monsters essentially do you remember that that story a little bit vaguely in 1027 uh vaguely yeah yeah he, he's there he's fighting the monsters the calendar man calendar man's there um then this weird like 
Vortex opens, and that's when um, Commande comes out and basically tells Batman he needs his help, grabs onto him and sucks him into, you know, this, you know, the portal basically through the multiverse. Um, but in Generation Shattered number one, um, like I, me and Charlie talked about this earlier today, I kind of gave him a brief rundown of it. Um, the original Batman, so that's Batman from 1939 Batman. That's who Commande ends up picking up. Starfire, Sinestro, the younger Booster Gold, because Booster Gold is actually older at the beginning of this issue, and he's the one that gives, um, is it Cleelix or he, whatever the robot that's always with Booster? Um, he actually is a gauntlet in the future, and he's on um, he's on Booster's arm. Well, Booster ends up sacrificing himself so Commande can go back in time and gather all these heroes, and he gives Commande the 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 gauntlet, um, and the robot obviously navigates him through time and gets. That's where we end up getting the, the original Batman, Starfire, Sinestro, Doctor Light, Steel, um, and then eventually Superman from a time period basically he wasn't supposed to get superman that superman he got like the younger like um legion of heroes superman when he's like a teenager he was supposed to get superman later on when superman is in metropolis right before he fights um the dominators and he's in there well this you know this guy who's deleting time essentially is deleting Superman's time, so he's supposed to save Superman beforehand, but he ends up getting into a fight with the younger Booster Gold. And in the mix of mixing it up with Booster Gold and trying to convince him, like, no, I'm a good guy, I'm from the future, you actually sent me here, Superman gets evaporated. So they were like, all right, well, I guess Booster will have to work kind of thing, which it always seems to happen to Booster Gold. Like, he's never the person that they wanted originally, but he ends up being the person they get. Um, but they do a good job of like hitting all the different generations of heroes, right? Like they do a really good job of, you know, like the art changes per generation. And then like when they bring them all together, they keep their form. You know what I mean? Starfire is the George Perez Teen Titans run. Sinestro is more of like the Jeff Johns Green Lantern style run. Obviously Batman 1939 has the old you know, you know, kind of bulbed ears with like the uh, original bat with no wing, you know, no bat ears on the symbol with the round uh, circle utility belt front. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, like I explained to Charlie, you know, this was supposed to be what 5G was going to be and how they were going to kick that off. So you do get a little bit of play from the, um, the death metals, trilogy or series because that was obviously supposed to be the play into it but just the list of heroes that are are listed and i'll I'll, i'm I'm gonna run through them real quick adam strange aquaman aquawoman batman uh batman future state beast boy black adam black lightning blue beetle booster gold bouncing boy brainiac five Changeling, Colossal Boy, Crush, Cyborg, Cyborg Superman, Damage, Deathstroke, Dr. Fate, Dr. Light, Donna Troy, Eradicator, um, Etricon, Firestorm, Flash, 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 Green Arrow, Green Lantern, uh, Prime Earth, Green Lantern, John Stewart, uh, Guy Gardner, uh, Alan Scott, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, um, Sinestro, um, the green, the new Green Lantern. What's her name? Sojourn, Sojourner Mullen, um, Hawkman, Hector Hammond, uh, Hourman, Commande, Kid Flash, Major Force, Man of Steel, Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. Wonder Woman, Sideways, uh, Shining Knight, Steel, Superboy, uh, all of them, Superman, Future State, Superman. You name it, it's in there. One of the most comprehensive, like, event books I think DC's ever put out. Because obviously they're not fleshing out this this idea of 5G. So they're trying to do it in, like, three or four kind of series books. And, dude, it's fucking... It was good. It was good. It was interesting up until, like, the end, and then it got good. It, the cliffhanger at the end was definitely one of those things where it got you hooked to come back and talk about it, you know, and to read about it. 
some more later on. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, I, th- I definitely think if you know if you want something to read, like if Future State's not doing it for you currently, I think Generation Shattered, and then I forget what the next issue's called, but they have another Generations coming out. Um, and I think that in of its I think that in of itself that shows that they're doing m- multiple ones is um is showing that they they are a little invested in this but i don't think we're going to get anything out of it it's just kind of like a cool little side story almost like an elseworlds book but we'll see what they do at the end of it um so yeah so we'll move on from generations to talk about another ending or end of um event um death metals issue number seven so what'd you think because obviously you haven't read all like the the one shots and all the other stuff. What would you think of this? I, uh, I liked it. I actually did read, uh, so I, I read, uh, death metal seven, but I also read, uh, the issue leading up to it. Um, the last 52. Yeah. The last 52. That was good. Uh, and, uh, just to kind of get like a, a sense of where, you know, what we were, what, what I was walking into, yeah. Um come in completely blind. And uh I liked it. Um but it was kind of like one of those things like oh so it's so it's just over? Yeah. Like you know like uh there's a there's a there's a blast and then we're we've got two Wonder Woman. Well yeah, so they they when when she reaches the god sphere and that's where that's where Wonder Woman finds herself at the end of all of this, right? She def- she 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 transcends to a different level of being in order to defeat the Batman who laughs. Because obviously he's beat Perpetua, he's consumed all her power, he is the most powerful presumed the most powerful being in in you know in existence. But we know the heroes have been chipping away at all the things that bring him power. And, you know, him and Wonder Woman have that last final battle and essentially Wonder Woman bitch slaps him back to, you know, to, to nothing, essentially. Um, but she transcends, goes to the God Sphere, and she is speaking to her alternate self. And I, to be honest with you, we don't even know if that's actually Wonder Woman that she's speaking to. You know what I mean? That might have just been like the, the form that the God Sphere took you know, maybe the the form that comforts her to, her the most is herself. Um, and obviously that version of Wonder Woman is not the version of Wonder Woman that we had in Death Metals or even really in Rebirth or New 52, right? That that version of Wonder Woman is more like probably what, like Golden Era, Silver Era Wonder Woman? That's, that's a very early era Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking, you know, Wonder Woman in her, her, her absolute infancy and, and, you know, with a lot of, you know, innocence and the American way and all the other good shit. Um, but, you know, she, that, that God sphere Wonder Woman explains to our death metals, you know, warrior that, Hey, you know, your sacrifice isn't the end of your story. We're, we're only getting started here. You know, your, your sacrifice has allowed your universe to go back to normal, but you've also ushered in a new era where all the heroes, like we can't bring back all the earths and all the worlds that were lost as a result of this, this, you know, cataclysmic event, but we could bring back enough, but we all know that we exist now. You know what I mean? Every story, every relationship every character death every everything that's ever happened in the universe we all remember them now you know what i mean so like i think that in and of itself was something that in rebirth they they wanted to do and they said they wanted to do that remember they were like you know we're going to write the wrongs of the new 52 by not necessarily ignoring the new 52 because there was some good stuff that came out of it but we're going to go back to the precursor stuff like black I mean, we talked about this black canary and Green Arrow are now together. Superman and Wonder Woman are not a couple. Superman is married to Lois Lane and they have children like they, you know, like we were all accustomed to prior to New 52 and so on and so forth down the line. 
So when they started Rebirth, they kind of started fixing a lot of those, like, I don't, I w- they went back to a lot of status quo DC stuff, which is fine. I think we all wanted that. I think that's what sells. And I think it proved it when Rebirth started and sales went up. But obviously, you know, over time, change is what invokes, you know, publicity. And publicity equals more sales. So DC has to change things up and do different things. But even on this, them saying, like, well, everything is realized now. We know everything that's happened. Our heroes are back, even the ones that are dead, essentially. Because remember how we said it would be very interesting to see how they're going to bring Alfred back. Because nobody's ever dead in comics, right? We, we, we made that statement when, you know, we, we, we obviously covered the, the lead-up to Joker Wars and the death of, you know, of Alfred and how it affected Batman throughout Joker Wars. Well, this is how they're going to do it. They brought him back in issue seven. He comes back as a, as a corpse because Batman has the Black Lantern ring and he, he can uh, essentially raise the dead. Well, at the end of it, when they're beating the shit out of the, the, the Batman who laughs, I guess, corpse, so to speak, because Batman raises him from the dead, um, Alfred is the one. He's kind of like the the piece to the resistance, so to speak, at the end. You know what I mean? Because Batman's like, you know, and he's like, what do you think, old pal? And Alfred walks out from the shadows with a shotgun and basically says, all right, let's handle this. So when they said it, she makes the comment to Wonder Woman, like, friends that we, we had lost will, will return. Not all will return, but, you know, the ones that matter or some essentially will be back. Um, the friends that we perceive to be, you know, to, to have vanquished or have been, been killed in the battle will return. The story, the stories and our, our relationships will be restored. And blah. So basically she says it like, yeah, all this bad shit happened, but we're going to remember everything that's happened in the past. We'll know everything that's going to happen in the future and that we'll be able to basically bring our friends, our family and everybody back to some sort of level of normalcy. But the only difference is, is that Earth 1 knows that Earth 2 exists and Earth 2 knows that Earth 3 exists and we all know each other's stories now. So for me, yes, does it just end? Does it, did it seem like it was a very abrupt ending? Sure. But they gave us enough at the end where like they tease, you know, they, 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 essentially the first appearance of multiple future state characters is given at the end. Right. right. You get Harley Quinn, you get Tim Fox as Batman, Bruce Wayne as Dark Detective, you get Jonathan Kent as Superman, and Yara Floyd Yara Floor as Wonder Woman. Um, and we obviously didn't get to all the rest of the future state books. Um, I'm gonna give us some time to catch up on that over the next, you know, week or so when we record our next issues. But I have to say, you know, for me. That was cool to see that, like, okay, so Death Metals is going to connect in the future state, but it also gave you all your original characters together again. And yeah. they brought in, like, what they call it, the, 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 the Tower of, of whatever, basically the, the, the secret base on the moon that they, had, they have now put together for not only heroes but villains alike to come together in events like they just experienced with death metal. So it was sure that like that never happens again. It's basically like a pitchfork for the multiverse and they have like a map that shows all the different, you know, earths essentially. And they say like, Hey, earth prime is no longer the center of the multiverse in the midst of all of this, you know, change essentially we have now a second earth that partners with us in the the center of the multiverse so it's almost interesting to see if that's how they're going to play this future state thing is future state going to be that new earth where the regular earth prime that we're all accustomed to bruce diana you know clark our trinity earth is what i i mean everybody calls it earth prime but i like to think of it as trinity earth because that's where everybody originates from essentially is that going to be trinity earth and future state earth or is future state taking place on earth prime and we're just going to leave that other earth for you know kind of uncharted waters where new stories can be told maybe new characters can be developed or whatever 
Who knows? We don't yeah. know. But the, yeah, well, that's that's where they got us with future series now. So yeah, we, we kind of have to read it to find out, I guess. And to be honest with you, we had this conversation about like the end of the multiverse, like the thought that the multiverse was going to end. Well, that's not what happened. If anything, the multiverse got bigger. Where it got smaller right. in the sense, it the multiverse is more connected now. So it's not like the JSA Earth, JLA Earth, Justice League Earth are so completely different now. They both know they existed within the same timelines, essentially. So, like, they, you know, it's not like this weird thing when they meet up now where, like, they're, we're the heroes of this Earth. Or you're the heroes. Like, no, we're just the heroes of the DC universe or the DC multiverse. Like, we work together. We've worked together. We know this now kind of thing. So, like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of the end of Death Metal. I think Death Metals was a significantly better run end series than Dark Knights Metals was. Um, and I think focusing on Wonder Woman helped a lot because obviously the first run is all Batman. It's all about Batman and the bad Batmans. But we didn't get a whole lot out of that. You know what I mean? Like we just we didn't get like. You know, yeah, we got Red, you know, you got uh, Red Death, which I thought was a cool character, but he's only in the book for like two or three issues. Obviously, you got the Batman who laughs. But past that, none of the other bad Batman really stuck around. You know what I mean? Like, that's my problem with Death Metal, or Dark Knights, or not Death Metal, with, with Dark Knights Metal. With Death Metal, though, they did such a good job of not making it about Batman. Like it was so much more, so much about, so much more about the DC multiverse and the end of it as we know it to where like, as you got to the end, you were almost relieved that they didn't kill the multiverse. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what makes this book enjoyable is that you're like, you were almost a hundred percent convinced that we were going to get like a single earth, single timeline, like kind of continuity moving forward to just be kind of relieved at the end of it, be like, oh, thank God they didn't fuck this up. Like, they didn't change it so drastically like that people are going to bitch and complain about it. Right. Um, Especially with Marvel expanding their multiverse. Yeah. So, I, I, like I said, I've, I've really, like I said, I really enjoyed it. This may be the best work Scott Snyder's done for DC. And I know that there's a ton of you, you guys out there and gals out there listening to us that probably absolutely love... Um, his Batman run. I loathe it. I think it's the wor- one of the worst. After the death of the family, it's one of the worst Batman runs in the history of Batman. Um, I stand by that. His all-star Batman run at the beginning of Rebirth was also trash. Um, but his work on Justice League in this Dark Knight's Death Metal series, I think is his um, piece to live resistance. And he should walk away and be happy with it. He should be okay. He should be okay with walking away from DC major DC books and being happy with this piece here. Um, I really enjoyed Greg's work. Um, Capulo, I thought his, his art gets sometimes underappreciated, but I really, really, really enjoyed that shot of wonder woman. Like it's obviously it's the cover. Um, too, but like I really enjoyed the shot of Wonder Woman looking at Wonder Woman, and then the sh- the the white page with them walking away. That which he actually we ended up making a graphic of for our Instagram page to basically you know complement the series in the end of the run. Um, but yeah, and obviously there's plenty of other moments within the story or whatever. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it in the last fifty two? that Batman gets his hand cut off or was that in issue number seven? It had to be in the last 52 because I don't remember that happening. in issue seven. So he gets his, remember the, the dark Knight or the, the Batman who laughs corpse who Batman has yeah. attached to him cuts his hand off. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, you're dying. Like, you know, your corpse is going to, and he's like, did you really think that I would put the actual ring on my hand. And he basically taps his chest and says, it's like, it's in him internally in his chest. And it kind of, you know, he kind of activates the power of the ring. And that's when he raises all of, you know, all the bat family that has 
has since perished in the battle. Like Batman knew that all his sidekicks and underlings and everybody that were assisting him were going to die. And it is, it is in the last 52 that that happens because the last 52 jumps around all the battles. But remember, he's like, you know, he's like, I, I can see them with each passing punch. They're, they're growing, they're growing tired, more tired and weaker and blah, blah, blah. And then that, that's when they introduce Alfred at the end. Um, and he says that, um, you know, basically that, um, you know, I knew this was coming. I, I you know, you didn't think I, I would think about my hand getting sliced off or whatever and me losing my, like it's, it's, it's the power of the, the Black Lantern ring is in me. And that's when he raises the bat army and then he raises Alfred and Alfred comes around the corner with the shotgun. And basically they lay waste to the Batman who laughs and the Robin King army of Robins. Um, but yeah, so for me as a Batman fan, I'm like, Oh, that was a cool little, like, you know, that's Batman being Batman, just being smarter than everybody else on the bat on, on the battlefield. Even when he's a, basically a walking fucking zombie at that point. Um, and then obviously you had Superman's battle in new in the last 52, but like I said, I think overall, if you didn't read the, the Dark Knight's death metal arc and you're not real big on this future state stuff, go get the Dark Knight's death metal series to include like the one shots and just give that a read. And that'll get you caught up enough that when Infinite Frontier launches in March, you'll be completely caught up. Like you could have read no other rebirth up to that point. Maybe you might need to read a little bit of Justice League if you want to get like all the context of it. But I know Charlie didn't read a whole lot of Justice League prior to Dark Knight Death Metals. And I mean, he can attest. Do you think you need to in order to understand? No, no, you can, you can jump in and you'll be all right. Okay. So, yeah. So I think, I think that, I mean, I think that wraps it up for us as far as that goes. I think we both agree that. Death Metal is a, a good read, and it was a good ending to the series with issue number seven. Yeah. Um, and it was also cool to see, like I said, I mean, I'm going to get back to the, the last 52 real quick, and to the Batman fight scene. It's not just the heroes that he resurrects. He resurrects everybody. Bad guys include, like, Bane and all those other guys. They show they were fighting side by side with the Bat family. Obviously, everybody's fighting for their, for their existence, essentially. But um, I think the, the panel that sticks out for me the most is when it's like the long panel across both pages and it was like Batgirl was getting beat up, you know, getting pulverized. Dick Grayson was, you know, fighting but losing. Red Hood was getting pulverized and, you know, like, you know, they were like, Joker, you need to get up and help. Or Dick Grayson's basically telling the Joker he needs to get up and help. Well, the Joker's insides are ripped out. And he's like, yeah, I'll get back in the fight in a minute once I put myself back together. And like, you're like, that's such a Joker thing to say, like in the midst of the battlefield and like, and Batman told Joker at the beginning, basically when they, they were starting the fight, they were like, you know, he's like, I feel like it's redundant to tell you this, but don't enjoy it too much. Because Joker's like swinging his crowbar and just basically beating up all the Robins. But like, it's just funny, man. Like the, the little subtle stuff that they put in, like, like all the one shots and obviously the death metal stuff, like. Like that are just odes to like the relationships these characters have had. Like that's that was the cool stuff. Like when Superman, uh, the 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 whatever one, the one the the Eradicator version, I guess of him, the one that was like beating everybody's ass in in the last fifty two. When our Superman takes him all the way up into space to a point that like he couldn't go any further and he was basically losing the fight to the Superman, Lex Luthor teleports to to that point to, to wherever that Superman and the, the bad Superman was and he bitch slaps the good Superman back to earth and basically says I've been waiting my entire life to kill a Superman I'm not letting you take this away from me and he's, he has like some special suit that he knows will self destruct it will create a black hole which will kill himself obviously but also kill that Superman and he obviously takes advantage of that moment and does it and kills the suit, the bad Superman, which gives the heroes obviously a major advantage on Earth, especially with Clark falling back down, you know, in the orbit, so to speak. But yeah, so like I said, great series, great end, um, great last, like you said, great last one shot. Um, if you're going to read any of the one shots, that's definitely the one to read. Um, other than the Lobo, the Lobo one is fucking hysterical. That whole 
one shot was just an absolute fucking shit show, but it's so funny. Um, just seeing all these like different Lobo like characters. Um, but yeah, so I think that wraps up our, our comic coverage for the week. Um, obviously, like I said, maybe next week we'll do, let me see what's coming out next week or this week, I should say. Um, image nothing that we're reading um money morphing comes out number three uh, yeah i think that's it so so yeah so we'll we'll get in some mighty morphin next week um and then obviously we'll do a deeper dive in the future state um, we'll pick out some books that, um, we enjoyed. Um, I'm just trying to see if Dark Horse has anything. Yeah, nothing. What about Image? Nothing from Image? Nope. All right, cool. So we'll do Mighty Morphin next week, issue number three. Um, and then as far as DC goes... We have Dark Detective, Justice League, Teen Titans, Green Lantern, uh, Robin Eternal, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Superwoman, and that's it um, as far as Future State goes. So if I were to be a betting man, I would say we are going to cover Dark Detective and at the minimum Green Lantern. And then we'll come back to this past week um, and uh, you want to do, I kind of want to do Swamp Thing. You want to do Swamp Thing and Wonder Woman too? Yeah, you can pick them up, see where they're at. So we'll do Wonder Woman number one, Swamp Thing number one. Uh, We will do Dark Detective number one and Green Lantern number one and... Power Rangers or Mighty Morphin number three next week. So if you're interested in those books, uh, definitely tune in. And like I said, we'll obviously have way more like opinion as we read all this future state stuff on like what we think the direction of everything is. Um, but I'm going to be getting all the, all of the first issues of future state. I will not continue to get all of them all the way throughout though. Um, I'm, I can guarantee you, I'm not going to enjoy the, the superwoman number one. Like I'm probably not going to have any, any extreme interest in that. Um, but like I said, I think with enough of the stuff that's coming out, we should, we should be all right. But we do get a lot of number ones the following week too, though. We get Nightwing, um, Superman, which is our Clark Kent on world worlds of war and then Shazam Catwoman all get number ones next week too. So, but uh, other than that, uh, anything else comic wise? No, I uh, can't think of anything. All so. right. So we'll. Uh, so let's. Oh, uh, what? Do our plugs? You got to. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. Let's plug everything. So uh, we have our around the multiverse issue coming out on Friday. Plenty to talk about. If you don't listen to our inside the ropes. Um. We uh, kind of tease what we're going to talk about. Uh, a lot of DC news um, coming out the last week, so we'll cover some of that. Um, we also get WandaVision on Friday. So we're not obviously going to um, record. We may if, if we record it, it'll be on Friday um, if we were going to give you any sort of WandaVision coverage. But we'll see how that works out. Um, we're going to try and do the around the multiverse issue during the week this week, just so we can give a little bit more time to get a little bit more news and entertainment stuff. Um, but yeah, so we'll definitely, we're definitely going to cover some, some DC news. Um, I finished season number one of, um, clone wars. So maybe we can dive into that a little bit and talk about the ins and outs of me getting into season two. Um, and then what else, what else, what else, what else? Is there any other television we were we were thinking about talking about? Nothing that's on currently. Um, we got through Supernatural. We got through Mandalorian. We got through The Boys. We got through 
all the ones that I think you and I wanted to talk about. So I think that's it. Yeah. So, right now. so maybe we'll put off, we'll put off the recording until Friday and we'll drop on Saturday so we can give you guys some WandaVision coverage. Um, but if not, we'll, we'll give you plenty. We'll figure out some things to talk about as far as entertainment goes. Um, but we will uh, see you back here either Friday or Saturday. Um, but if you're not already following us to stay up to date on when that issue may drop and when it will drop um, and does drop, you can follow us on all forms of social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 um, at DJI Podcast. Um, and if you haven't already hit like, subscribe, and leave us a comment as far as our rating, what you like, don't like about the show on your broad on your podcast broadcasting app. Um, so we can start seeing some feedback from you guys and gals who listen to us um every every week at this point. Um but other than that, anything else? Did I miss anything? Uh no. Nothing nothing related to comics. So right. we're good. All right. Um, well, yeah, that's it, man. Send us home then. All right, hit our music. Thank you.